It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Welcome back. Hour number two of the show, Hall of Famer, Tom Flores. My first interview with Coach since I was the MC of his Hall of Fame party in Canton, Ohio. He'll join us every other Tuesday with Paul Gutierrez. Also joining us this week as we're brought to you by Five Iron Golf. Five Iron Golf, I'll be there after the show today at 2.30. The best stimulator in town. If you like to play golf, you want to hit balls, have great food, drinks, go inside Area 15, Go to Five Iron Golf. I'll be there today hitting balls at 2.30 as I leave the facility here. This week, Tom Flores, Paul Gutierrez, Vic Tafer, Bill Williamson, Vince Sapienza, Max Crosby, Bill Romanowski, Fred Bolitnikoff. You think we got this thing covered, Raiders? We got this Raider Nation dialed in with you. The best insiders the big ones, and also the greatest alumni, Hall of Famers, and players, Mad Max, will join us, I believe, on Wednesday, uh, coming up tomorrow. So we're excited. The season's out. A lot of people are picking against the Raiders. That's happened before. I don't mind if people don't think the Raiders are a playoff team, but I want to know their explanation. If their explanation is because of Denver or the Chargers, I think we have the right to know that. If they don't think the Raiders can get in because of the strength of schedule is too difficult, that's fair. If they believe that the Raiders are competing for a wild card and they're going to come up short, that's fair. But put your name on it. Raider fans, we're open up this hour for you, plus Tom Flores and Paul Gutierrez. Start dialing now on your expectations for this year. If you want to give us the season win total, go ahead and do it. You want to talk about Baltimore? We got a deep dive on Baltimore this week. Nestor Aparicio. Nasty Nestor, who's been with the Ravens with their Super Bowl wins, he's going to join us this week. And Jerry Coleman, sports reporter in Baltimore, who has tremendous access to the team. And then on Monday, Eric Allen and I will be hosting the pregame show well before the game starts inside at the Al Davis Memorial Torch. We'll be right there on that beautiful platform. You can't miss us. So come on out and get ready for the game here. As I spent the first hour, we spent a lot of time talking about this Clear app. I just brought it up. I'm also looking back and trying to help people, help people find a way to download this because it shouldn't take more than three to four minutes. Just go to the app store, download clear. You'll get the app. You'll have to take a picture of yourself, which is easy to do from your phone. You take a picture of your vaccination card and you're done. It uploads. You'll get the check mark and then you bring it to the game. So when you get to the game and you have your tickets and your clear pass, You'll be able to show that hours in advance and walk right in. That's it. There's also a screening area for fans who could have an issue. If you're coming from Canada, you're coming from outside the country, the alternate screening is going to be on the north side of the stadium this Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 6 p.m. I would go. Make sure you're all checked out and get set up for the game on Monday night. It's an honor for the first time to interview the Hall of Famer. It was great to be there in Canton, Ohio, and see this incredible event take place for Tom Flores and his entire family. And he joins us every other Tuesday throughout the season to talk Raider football. Coach, how you feeling? Good to see you in Canton, and I know 
You're back in the desert, ready for Raider football. How are you? Oh, I'm ready for football. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, it's it's exciting getting ready for football. The only thing is, I don't know who these guys are. I mean, this <laughs> is a brand new, well, brand new spanking team, with the exception of uh, maybe three or four guys that I that I know. Um, I mean, it's a. Yep. It's, it's exciting in a way, but in a way, it's a little scary. Well, I know you, you've gone into it when you're, as a Hall of Fame coach, you knew the roster inside and out, and as an analyst when you were calling games, I want to talk to you mostly about the quarterbacks, because you were a quarterback, and you know, for you to look at Derek Carr coming into this season, the fourth year with John Gruden, and all the games you called up in Oakland over the years with Derek, what do you think is his natural progression this year to even get better? Well, this, the, the, the thing about the, the plus side I see is this is another year of consistency with the same coach, same coordinator, same system, same thoughts, philosophy, everything. Mm-hmm. He has had the luxury of that. He didn't have the luxury that a guy like Brady had, you know, when he had his entire career with Bilicek. Uh He's had so many different coaches. Mm-hmm. And that every time a coach comes in, there's a new uh, offensive uh, theory and a new coordinator so uh, having said that uh, he has but he also has a brand new offensive line there's only two yeah. guys there I recognize and that's Miller and Incognito and the rest of them are all brand new and the ones that they lost their center and right guard mm-hmm. were good players and uh, I just hold, hope Leatherwood is a good player yeah. at least they've got the left side solid yeah, I think they do, and Leatherwood was brought in the first round really to be a solid player that, that they can run behind, and so far he's looked great in camp. Uh, Tom Flores joins us, the Hall of Famer. You know, Coach, John Gruden's given Derek a lot, the ability to change the play at the line of scrimmage, and there's four plays every time he breaks the huddle, and Derek has really evolved into one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the line of scrimmage. Do you expect him to change out of more plays, or do you think him and Gruden are so locked in when he comes to the line of scrimmage against a great team like the Ravens, who have an unbelievable secondary, that Derek's going to try to get Darren Waller open again? He's the elite offensive player on this team. It should be more of the same, car to Waller. Well, Waller is a weapon. I mean, he is a weapon. He's their biggest weapon right now, but they've got to get Ruggs more involved. Even if he's not the primary receiver, they got to look to him more instead of looking for the short guy first. And in some in some cases, that's what it looks like. But uh, Derek is, uh, you know, he's he's a student of the game. He's very dedicated. Uh, sometimes, almost to a point where where he tries to do too much at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just call a play and go with it. And if the play is designed right. Then stay with it. If it's if it's design, if it's a disaster, ready to happen, then get out of it. Or if it's a big play waiting to happen, get into it. So there's a there's a good and the bad of, of changing a lot of plays at the line of scrimmage. And uh, one of the one of the bad things uh, right now, JT, is I, I watch it every Sunday. You run out of time at the line of scrimmage. You don't have a lot of time to make a decision when the ball yep. snapped. Tom Flores is our guest, Hall of Famer. Hey, Coach, when you were a head coach and you won your two Super Bowls as head coach of the Raiders and you were going up against a mobile, athletic quarterback, I'm talking a superstar who could run, Raiders are facing that with Lamar Jackson, 
What would your message be to your defensive coordinator and your defense when you knew you had to keep that guy under control, whoever it was, who was going to run the football and be a problem? Because Lamar Jackson, I believe, is the greatest running quarterback since Michael Vick, and he's probably going to be better all time than them. What do you think the Raiders need to do to contain him on Monday night? Well, they've got to keep him in the pocket, first of all, and, and uh, they have to have really super-controlled uh, uh, discipline in their pass rush lanes. Uh, don't give him a lot of opportunities where he, all he sees is green grass in front of him because when he sees that, he's going he's gonna to kill you. He's going to beat you. Uh, they can use a spy technique, mm-hmm. which is where they put one guy, one of the linebackers, or one of the more, more uh, one of your defensive backs on a passing situation. You can put them uh, on him man to man. In case uh, so that he doesn't run, but even then, out in space, he's gonna he's gonna win the battle most of the time on the one on one. So there's a lot of things he can do, but you gotta change him up. You gotta be smart in how you do them. Tom Flores joins us, the Hall of Famer. One more football question, Coach KJ Wright comes in at linebacker. What a career he's had for Seattle for ten years. What did you do when you got a player to come to the organization? Maybe at the end of camp or in the preseason, and you wanted them to feel comfortable with the system, offense or defense, welcome them to the team, because the Raiders brought in a lot of defenders who seemed to be comfortable in Gus Bradley's system. As a Hall of Fame head coach, what did you do to make new players really accustomed to the team and welcome them so quickly so they could get up to speed? Well, you let them play. You let them play. Uh, You brought them there for a reason. And you have to tell them that you, just, you know we brought you here to do this, and we didn't bring you here to you know to be a the, the blue chip lights out player. Uh, we brought you here because we think you still have you still can play, just like we did with Al Zato when we brought Al Zato in. He he was second team until we started the season. We brought him in to, to see if he could still play, how much gas he had left in his tank, and then we let him play play to his strengths. And uh, don't try to make him do something he's not. Uh, and, and, you know, we always make guys feel comfortable. But most of the time you make them feel comfortable because you have a good locker room. Outstanding. Tom Flores. Hey, Coach, that just jogged my memory. An honor of my life and career was being the MC at your party. And when Marcus Allen spoke, and a lot of it was private, your relationship with Marcus, but the way he talked about you letting him be who he was with no restrictions. And you finally saw in Marcus Allen what he could be, and you just let him do what he needed to do to excel. Can you take me back to that speech in Canton in the ballroom when Marcus Allen spoke to you in the room? Well, I'll see if I can do it without crying. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of wet uh, eyes uh, when he was talking. And, uh, uh, Marcus is a, a dear friend and a, a great player and a person. Uh, he spoke from the heart, and when we got him, I knew him pretty well because John Robinson and I were were, uh, were very good friends, his, his college coach, and we were roommates when John was with, with the Raiders. And then I also got to know him in an all-star game in San Diego when we coached him when he was coming out of college in the draft. And I, um, I just liked him. I mean, everything about him was a positive. The fact that he was a former quarterback, he could do everything on the, everything on the menu. He could do it and do it well. No nonsense. And um, and uh, 
incredible amount of integrity in how he played the game. And and he didn't have to coach him much. Just mm-hmm. point him, guide him, and, and turn him loose, let him play. And he uh, he delivered. I mean, there are very few guys in my li- in my lifetime that I've been able to do that with or uh, seen that can do that. Tom Flores, as we wrap it up. Hey, Coach, when did it hit you with the Hall of Fame? Was it the gold jacket ceremony? Was it when you gave your speech? And that was an amazing speech you gave. Was it at your party? Was it when you got home and hung up your gold jacket? When did it really hit you, your kids, your grandkids, that you were a Hall of Famer? Take me through that. Well, it was, it was, the whole thing was an exciting uh, adventure. Uh, the, 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 parade, the parade was fun because there were a lot of Steeler fans there, and Steeler fans love Raider fans and Raider teams, the, the, the great games that we've had throughout the history of football. Um, the gold jacket was great. The gold jacket, but uh, when you give your speech and you look down and you see your family and your friends, um, then you know that is the the culmination of of, of this is it. I'm, I'm walking in the door, ever, ever to be, and uh, it was uh, that was pretty big. And my you know having my family and my grandkids all. And my dear friends there to celebrate, yourself included. It was a great party. It was a great event. And uh, having all those all those players um, there to celebrate with us was just tremendous. How great would it be, Coach, for you to go back for one of your greatest players when you heard the news that Cliff Branch was a senior finalist? You know there was a lot of talk behind the scenes, and I'm sure your voice was heard in Canton, Ohio, about Cliff now being the finalist for the senior committee. You know something about that as a finalist, as a coach after all those years. How optimistic are you for Cliff Branch next year so we could all return to Canton again? Well, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I really am. I, although I, I have to be a little guarded because, you know, it, it doesn't happen because you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. It's gotta, it just has to happen. It's got to be uh, – justice has to be served, and, and Cliff Branch belongs there because uh, he had his career was just a, a dynamite, but very silent, very quiet, because all he did was do it. And uh, and if you went in and you got ready to play a team, you asked that the opposing team, uh, what's what do you have to stop the most on our team? They they all say branch, because he can turn. He's a game changer, and. Uh, that's what he was, a game changer, and he did it in a, in a flash. Um, it's just, uh, it, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting, yeah. and it's just a shame that we won't, that he won't be here to, to, to share it with us, but uh, I'll be there. That's for sure. Coach, we have Baltimore on Monday night. It's the Steelers on a short week. We'll have you on the radio again to preview the Dolphins which I know is going to be a big weekend, and get to that. Hopefully the Raiders are 2-0 and or have a split at that time. You'll see the team on TV a few times, and uh, we'll recap it headed into the Dolphins the week of 926. Thanks for doing this, sir. All right, JT. Talk to you soon. Always a pleasure. Always my pleasure. Thank you, Tom Flores. Great to have him. Fantastic. What an honor in my lifetime to be at that party and MC it. I introduced eight, I believe, eight or nine gold jackets that came up and spoke, and I'll tell you, I'm not making this up. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. It's not my place to say. But the Marcus Allen speech, and there's some video out there of it, 
And what Marcus Allen said to Tom Flores had such a big impact on my life because Marcus was so humble in that moment. And he came up there and grabbed the microphone and he talked about what Tom Flores did for his life and how important Tom Flores was to let him become the player and the man that he became. I'm telling you, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. And Marcus was locked in. Marcus professionally speaks. He gives motivational speaks. But he's a very private and guarded guy. I've only interviewed him a handful of times. I was lucky enough to interview Marcus when he came back to light the torch in memory of Al Davis. I did not believe that that was controversial because Mark Davis wanted that to happen. And Mark Davis made that decision. And I sat down in a room with Marcus and we interviewed him. And it was incredible how humble he was. Coming back, everybody knows the history of Marcus and Al Davis and what happened. This is now Mark Davis's team. He is very, very close to Marcus Allen. And Marcus Allen and Tom Flores are joined forever. So when Marcus gave that speech and everybody in the room who was lucky enough to see it just said, wow, can you believe what he just said? And then when he was done, I give the microphone to Art Shell. And Archell quiets the room down, and he goes big. And then every one of these gold coats starts speaking. And then some of Coach's former players, non-Hall of Famers, started speaking right from the heart. It was incredible. And all for Tom Flores, who now every time I get to see him and interview him, I can humbly say, Hall of Famer Tom Flores. It is such a great journey to be on with Coach all the years that he was a broadcaster, back in the day to finally now, all those years he was in the booth calling Raider games and he could not be introduced as Hall of Famer Tom Flores. We had to wait this long and now everybody should be coming up to him, thanking him and saying Hall of Famer. He deserves that. He's a Hall of Famer on and off the field. All right, 702-365-9200. Andrew in St. Louis. Appreciate you being patient on the Raiders mobile app. Go ahead, Andrew. No, absolutely. I was listening to your interview. That was fantastic. I am coming in from St. Louis on Saturday night, coming to the game Monday. Uh, got the clear app, got it all downloaded and Good. ready to go. So I appreciate you talking about that. So, Yeah, how easy was it? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know you have to have this and you're flying and you got a hotel room to get that yeah. clear app done as a priority. And do you feel good about it? You feel good coming in from out of town without a mask on attending this game? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's... That's why I did it. I mean, once they announced it, they announced that an announcement on a Monday, I think, or a Tuesday. And Wednesday morning, I had my first vaccine. I get my second one tomorrow. So I'm go- I'm going to have to go through the alternate screening because uh, sure. I won't. It won't be four. It won't be 14 days since my second mm-hmm. shot. But I mean, we're going to go do that Sunday afternoon. You know, we're not going to wait till Monday. You know, right. we're going to go get that done. You know. So, but but real quick, I, I've been listening to you for a long time. Been a fan since '88. Um, and one thing you've been saying is how this, you know, this is a playoff team, but not a Super Bowl team. And I completely agree with you. But let's just say this is a Super Bowl team. What happens if this is a Super Bowl team? And here's my thought: mm-hmm. one of our rookies, either Hobbs or Merrick, is probably winning Defensive Rookie of the Year, right? One of these guys is probably absolutely blowing up the defense, right? And secondly, if our defense gives our offense one more possession a game, one more possession. Let's say we get a field goal here and there, we get a touchdown here and there, say five points per game. That puts our offense at 32 points a game and number one in the league, right? 
So that's what I see. I see, hey, we get one more possession a game because our defense is better. We get a defensive rookie of the year out of one of these really good guys, Hobbs, our Merrig, and, and this could be a team that could do that. But I'm with you, probably not. But if they get there, I'm, I'm thinking one of those two things or both of those things are happening. Nice yeah. phone call. Look forward to seeing you out here. Come say hi at the pregame show. Thanks for the call coming I'll in from St. Louis. Look forward to it. Thank you. You know, that's exactly the call we wanted to hear today. Guy coming in, he's got his clear app downloaded, and he's coming to the game, and he's going to go through the protocol on Sunday, uh, coming to the stadium to make sure everything's buttoned up. Really appreciate that. That's why we had Raiders president Dan Ventrelli on to talk about how important that's going to be heading into this game. Look, for the Raiders to be a playoff team this year, and I think they're a borderline playoff team. Last year they should have had 10 wins. They didn't. They had eight. But they were better than eight. Everybody will tell you that. So they were better than eight wins last year, and they got a lot better, I think, a lot better on defense. And the press, the media, won't give them more than eight wins. So they must see something that they don't like, and I'm calling bull crap on it. I'm thinking that they don't see it. They're just saying it. Because if the only thing they see could be what Coach Flores told us, Rodney Hudson. If you believe that the Raiders were a borderline playoff team and now they're not going to be, because Trent Brown, Brown, Gabe Jackson, and Rodney Hudson are gone. That's fair. I'm not going to argue that point with you. But Tom Cable's got Alex Leatherwood. And James comes in at center to play at a very high level. And there's multiple players who can play right guard. And play it, I believe, at a high level. But they're going to have to prove it. And the offensive line, because I think everybody else is loaded. Nelson Aguilar's gone. He was very productive. I think Edwards and Ruggs are going to make up for that. Sneed and Renfro, two great slot receivers, two of the best, I think, at that position in all of football. And then Darren Waller at one of the tight ends with Foster Moreau. These guys are explosive. But as I've done all my prep this week and uh, preparing for the pregame show and everything that I'm doing this week, I mean, I'm diving into the Ravens deep. I don't root for injuries, but I really believe the best shot the Raiders have at winning this game is that Baltimore is not at full strength. If Baltimore was at full strength, it'd be very difficult to pick the Raiders to win this game. The Raiders catch a break due to the fact that this Ravens team is banged up on offense and they don't have the weapons that they had two years ago. Kansas City, I don't believe, has the weapons that they had or the offensive line two years ago. And everybody's crowning the Chargers like the Chargers left the country and then came back with a brand-new football team that we've never heard of and they're going to be Super Bowl champs. I don't get it. The Raiders now have the roster. If they did not have K.J. Wright, very important point I'm going to make. If they did not sign K.J. Wright, if they did not sign Denzel Perryman, and they went into the start of the season with Nicholas Morrow injured, along with Kwiatkowski, who wasn't at 100% but should be, and Corey Littleton, I don't think they can win the game. The fact that they got K.J. Wright and Perryman to stabilize the linebacking core, and their upgrades from who they had. Does anybody want to talk about that in the building other than me? Anybody want to say this? Nicholas Morrow is a good player. He is better than I thought he would become. He's no K.J. Wright. He is not K.J. Wright. He's not even close to K.J. Wright. And Perryman, if you look at his years with the Chargers, was better than Kwiatkowski and Morrow, and right there with Littleton. Littleton has the ability to be a really good player if he lives up to the hype. Who would have thought 
that an injury tomorrow would make the Raiders significantly better at linebacker. That's what I'm hoping. Lamone and Henderson, good to hear from you again. What's happening? JT, how you doing, brother? Doing well, thanks. Listen, man, uh, man, all these names we get it, man. This, this, this is getting real good. It's getting real nice. You know, I mean, uh, hopefully, uh, I'm thinking now, now, now I'm really thinking maybe uh, hopefully a 10 and 7, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just I'm excited. But I would take I would take ten and seven right now, and I'd run it to any bank, and, and I would be thankful for ten and seven with this schedule, yeah. with this team. If you can get double digit ten and seven, that would guarantee a wild card spot for this team. I would take ten and seven all day long with that number. That's a great number to shoot for. Remember that, man. Ten and seven. I'm looking at ten and seven. I'm optimistic. I know we're getting a good team, you know, which is, you know, young, fast, uh, uh, you know, defense. I just want defense to come up. And, you know, that's how we know. That's how we got a new coach. So we'll see what's up. But listen, the main thing that I want to talk to you about right now, about the clear. Listen, there's a lot of people out there, not just the Raiders haters, Vegas haters, uh, New Stadium haters. Mm-hmm. They're talking about this and that. Hey, this thing is so easy to get. You you talk about it Monday, the app I had it already like twenty mm-hmm. minutes later. You know, Good. I didn't have my car. I didn't have my car with me. You know, I'm ready for Monday night. Don't listen to people up there. People are talking about uh, mixing political things with sports yeah. with the Raiders, and we're trying to cut. Man, I'm like, man, hey, look, Lamone, Lamone, I'm done with the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated need to step up and get vaccinated so we can stop coronavirus. Coronavirus is going on two years coming up because we only have 51% of the country vaccinated. It's our time to help. It's our time to get vaccinated. I don't apologize for saying that. I'm in a leadership role. Everyone in sports is pretty much vaccinated. When there's a microphone in front of them, they're all saying what I'm saying. Get vaccinated. It's the only way we're ever going to stop the coronavirus. We're not going to stop it without 80, 90 percent vaccination. We need everybody to step up. Yes. One more thing, JT. Listen, I told everybody at the end of the day, if I go to your house, I'm going to follow your rules. Mm -hmm. But the rules that the Raiders are implementing and they went and did it first is to help everybody out, the community, and hopefully we can stop this virus and, you know, come back mm-hmm. where we almost used to be before. Yep, appreciate that it. That Hey, see you Monday, JT. See, you. see everybody there. Monday. Come by and say hi to us. We'll be at the pregame show stage. Wherever that's going to be, it's going to be at the torch, somewhere up at the Coors Light Landing. Eric Allen and myself, and we got a murderer's row lined up. I can't, I can't even tell you who's joining us live on the set. So if you get there, look, I'm all for, I'm the king of the tailgate. Not at this place. I mean, I love the tailgates. I don't have time. I got to be inside doing the pregame show. So if you're going to tailgate, have a great tailgate. But get inside. Tailgate's going to be inside. The video monitors are going to be rocking. The music's going to be amazing. Get inside. Enjoy the experience. JT, as we're brought to you by our great friends at Sam and Ash, SamandAshLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. We think we're going to be a pretty good football team. Uh, We're not hiding from expectations. I think John and I would both tell you that we feel like we need to be a playoff team this year. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
and you guys are all going to put that in your headlines, and, and I understand it. Um, but we're not – I mean, that's what the expectation is. We think we've done um, the infrastructure work necessary to put us in position, and we got to take care of business. That's Mike Mayock, JT, back with you as we continue inside the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. We had Dan Ventrelli on, the president of the Raiders, pounding home the Clear app. And we got a couple of calls today from listeners who downloaded the Clear app. You're not getting in without it. So period, do it, get it over with. It takes a few minutes and you'll be set for the whole year. I know there's a lot of people still trying to sell tickets or thinking about buying tickets. Whatever you're going to do, do what you're going to do. Download that Clear app and also Tom Flores. Every other Tuesday, I'm proud to have Paul Gutierrez, the great Raider insider from ESPN, along with Tom Flores. And, Paul, I just introduced Coach as a Hall of Famer, which is pretty cool for both of us because you go way back with Coach and the story, and now he's back from Canton living his, living his best life. It's so cool to hear. Yeah, JT, thanks for having me. And, and you're right. I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool to say Hall of Famer Tom Flores and for him to, to be able to enjoy it and to sit back on his laurels. And, and you know, over the years that I've kind of covered the story and banged the drum, he, you know, he, he's not a guy to pound his own chest. So he let other people do it for him, so to speak. And, and he said every now and again he'd let himself kind of sit back and he'd say, you know what, I did do some pretty impressive things. I did do some pretty cool things. So, again, for him to be able to sit back and enjoy this while wearing a yellow jacket, a gold jacket, have a bust, uh, that looks just like him, That that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Tell me about the book alongside Lincoln Kennedy. I know you're out promoting it now. We're going to have you on the pregame show as our insider guest on Monday night, which will be a great night in the history of Las Vegas and the Raiders. How's the book going? Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Thanks for, for bringing it up, JT. The, um, you know, I, I basically collaborated with, with Lincoln Kennedy, and, and it's, it's Lincoln's story. Uh, there's a lot of his personal journey from high school, you know, when, when he didn't start playing, he only started playing high school football because he was in the high school band and the football coach looked at him and thought he was way too big to not be playing football <laughs> through his uh, recruiting process to get to Washington, to being drafted by the Falcons, to hating being with the Falcons, to eventually forcing a trade uh, to the Raiders and living his best life with the Raiders. And, and we go behind the scenes to a lot of things. Uh, you know, the title is, if these walls could talk, but it's not salacious by any means. It's very respectful. It's his perspective on things um, from the tuck rule game. Um, pretty interesting things that happened in the huddle uh, in the middle of that game to uh, the Super Bowl and what happened that week leading up to it. The last mm-hmm. time there was ever a Super Bowl with no buy between the title, the conference title games and the game itself. Uh, and just all these things just kind of conspired against the Raiders to who they were actually playing. You know, John Gruden, who knew them better than they knew themselves. To you know, just his his career post Raiders, being in broadcasting, covering the Raiders now, his thoughts on all the Hall of Famers, his thoughts on personalities that have come through, and then it's written in his voice. But I also have a couple of things in there that are in my voice as well, and I kind of tell my journey how the Raiders uh, have always kind of been a part of my life growing up, whether it was because my dad was a fan or I became a fan when I was a teenager, and then was able to cover the team later and had to check the fandom at the door. So it's a uh, very long answer to a short question, but the book mm-hmm. is re- very rewarding. Officially, it comes out on the 14th, but I know a lot of fans have been getting it already if they pre-ordered it from TriumphPublishing.com. Outstanding. Paul Gutierrez uh, joins us. Uh, Paul, I could be wrong on this. I've been wrong in the past plenty of times, but I believe the injury tomorrow opened up the door for two linebackers who are better than Morrow. And that's not disrespectful. K.J. Wright is much better than Morrow. His 10-year career was brilliant. At times, I thought a Hall of Fame path. 
uh, like Bobby Wagner. He played in the biggest games. He was one of the best players on the field. And depending how much he has left in the tank, he's here partly because of the Morrow injury. And then you look at Perryman. You know, you've been at press conferences. You've heard them both speak. Are they clear upgrades for the Raiders? Do they make that linebacker room legitimate where those two guys can make big plays and help them win games? Well, on paper, absolutely. I mean, it is an upgrade. And that's, that's you know, the, the two sides of that same coin, right, is on one side, it's like, you know, with Nicholas Morrow being out, he was their best linebacker last year, even though they spent a lot of money on Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski. But if you're bringing in a K.J. Wright and, and a Denzel Perriman, that is an upgrade. And you also had Javen White, who was, uh, you know, a practice squad guy, undrafted rookie a year ago out of UNLV, local guy makes good, so to speak played his way into the 53-man, but but this is an upgrade. So on one side, you can criticize the Raiders for not addressing it enough. On the other hand, they have upgraded it. So I, I really haven't seen anything like this in all the years of covering the Raiders. Let's see them bring in uh, different guys, whether it was a Navarro Bowman or a, or you know other guys to come in and, and be kind of stopgap measures. Uh, mm-hmm. And it hasn't worked. But these guys, you know, K.J. Wright's passed his prime a little bit, but he's forgotten more than a lot of these guys know. So he's rejuvenated. He's ready to go. He said yesterday he was he was pissed off. He was going to bring that onto the field because of the way the offseason went. So he's ready to go. Uh, and they know this system intimately. I mean, they they they, they worship really the, the coaching style of Gus Bradley. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how quick they get in tune physically, mentally, and get that thing together because they got a pretty big challenge on their hand to try to contain a running quarterback who can also, oh yeah, throw the thing uh, in Lamar Jackson on Monday. Paul Gutierrez is our guest, ESPN. So I know you were there for Littleton and his presser. What do you expect from him? What is the message inside the building from Gruden and Bradley to get more out of him? Because, you know, I've been to a number of practices, not as many as you. What have you seen from Littleton, the joint practice? Should fans be optimistic that he's going to take a major step forward and play maybe at a Pro Bowl level? Well, that's what they signed him for, was to be that difference maker, to be the crown jewel of that free agent class a year ago because he had that sideline-to-sideline coverage ability that's always been a bugaboo for the Raiders for as long as I've covered them, and I've covered them since, like, 2005. So looking at him and looking at his personality, um, you hate to try to diagnose, say, oh, well, he's an alpha or he's not or whatever, but I think what's going to help him this year is that there's not going to be the spotlight on him, so to speak, because you've got – KJ right because now you got Denzel Perriman who come in and know the system and can let him just play and one thing that struck me about his presser today was the biggest impression that that he's felt since the start of training camp to today was how the speed how fast guys are reacting they're not thinking as much they're just playing and again that's a hallmark of a Gus Bradley defense right is just to go out there read react attack and there's not too much thinking going on and I think that really got into his head a lot last year signing that big money contract coming in and, and not having the season that, as he admitted that even he wanted last year wrapping it up with Paul Gutierrez we'll spend a lot of time this week on Raider Nation Radio and talking to you on the pregame about containing Lamar Jackson I think a big storyline is how many injuries Baltimore sustained even though they win all their preseason games it was a 20 in a row <laughs> this team was not together for a lot of the preseason they had guys banged up all over the place how do you think that affects their offense coming into Monday night? You would think it would make them more one-dimensional, that if you put a spy out there, maybe that's what Corey Littleton does because he has the speed and the range out there to be in the flat to just be a spy. 
uh, on Lamar Jackson. And, and, you know, it's easier said than done, obviously. But if you can put somebody out there in the flat and, and contain and set the edge and, and attack, that, that's, that's what they need to do against him. Because if they don't have any other running backs, uh, then who's your running attack going to be? It's going to be Lamar Jackson. But you can't sleep on the receivers. You can't sleep on him throwing the ball. Um, they really need to have that spy and put somebody on Lamar Jackson because he really is that good. And as, as Corey Hilton said today, he's a dual-threat quarterback. He can run, he can throw, and apparently he can do some magic tricks. So uh, we'll see if he's got some Doug Henning in him or not. Hey, Paul, last one. I'm a little bit concerned. I was on the radio last night on my national show, and I said, you know, I'm worried about this week with coronavirus and the players who aren't around the team and had almost a mini bye week all around the league, the NFL, and testing positive for the virus coming into week one. I really believe that that's the elephant in the room as we talk on Tuesday and players are going to get tested the remainder of the week. Is this something that you're going to keep an eye on? Do you expect there to be some players who won't be playing in week one for various teams? Well, it's a legitimate concern, and you saw it with with uh, the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with their All Pro guards. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is the new normal, at least for now. And you just sit back and you kind of grit your teeth and wait for those reports to come out. And it, you know, it's it's real world stuff. I mean, it's it's those of us in the media too. We have to test once a week and be vaccinated just to get into the facility for these things. So, it, it's one of those things where you just sit back and you hurry up and wait and see what happens. And, and it's the new thing. I mean, it's not just an injury report. It's a COVID list report through, you know, for the next, uh, what, 18, 19, 20 plus weeks. Absolutely. We'll see you Monday night. Thanks for doing this, Paul. Always appreciate your time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Paul Gutierrez. We'll have him on every other Tuesday. I have him blocked with Tom Flores. I think they're great together in the show. So Tuesdays with Flores, Gutierrez, a player, an alumni. Today we had the president of the Raiders, Dan Ventrelli, and we're taking your phone calls at 702-365-9200. To me, we're back. To me, we're back. I took some time off on Fridays this summer, still work through my other shows, getting really busy here with the Raiders with another project that I'm doing, Once a Raider, Always a Raider, the new podcast. Uh, You'll be hearing a lot about that with Tom Flores and Charles Woodson. I'm doing an eight-episode special edition podcast with the Raiders, four on Coach Flores, four on Charles Woodson. We have three of them done, and it's a big deal. I'm doing them from the facility, a lot of cooperation from the team, super A-list guests, and we're going to launch that coming up this Friday, and I'm very proud of that. It's a nice gig. I'll be doing my television interview with John Gruden every week, which I'm excited about there, and everything I do with my two radio shows and my appearances with the Raiders, every road game will be at M Resort Casino and Spa, doing the pre- and post-game from M. And then the home games will be at the Torch to start the season off there, and it's going to be fantastic. Think of this. When I started with the Raiders in 98, took over the pregame show, we were doing it at the Oakland Airport Hilton in the back room, which was nice, a lot of fun. Got a little wild at times. And at the home games, I've done postgames outside in Oakland, but mostly they were in the West Side Club, and we would be there and have a good time. Now I get to host this show on game day from the torch at a Raider home game at Allegiant Stadium where I live in Vegas. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for this. Uh, All day long, we've been reminding you, download the Clear app, and you're going to hear it heavy with Q, Clay, in the morning with his co-host and what you're going to hear with Vinny Bonsignor. It is imperative. It's coming from within the organization on their flagship station. 
We need everybody to cooperate and download the Clear app. We do not need people going into Monday's game in 115 or 107 or 102 degree heat trying to get their phone out with their tickets going, I didn't know about the Clear app. What are you talking about? (laughs) That cannot happen. So you can understand why this is a push coming from inside the organization today. Please do it today so we don't have to worry about this the rest of the week. JT, one more to go as we continue here. Got so many new partners. One we're going to announce tomorrow, hopefully, on where I'll be for Monday Night Football and part of our Monday Night Partnership. Where would I be without Modelo? I have a bucket of Modelo's every Friday after the show, the, uh, the official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love Modelo, proud partner of our show. Have a Modelo heading into the Raider game. And you'll see a lot of them inside the game. Uh, I don't think so. Any opportunity is an opportunity to play football, and we're all excited to do just that. Um, Having fans back in the crowd is a big thing for us because, honestly, we play football to give a show to show our best attributes with everything we can do. So it would be nice being able to do that in front of people. It's Corey Littleton. Excited for him. I hope he has a bounce back year and a big year. You know, the team last year came up short because of the defense. Mostly the defense knows it. And the defense has been vastly improved with the addition of Yannick Ngakwe, Casey Hayward, Trayvon Merrick, just to name a few. And now you bring in K.J. Wright. I mean, K.J. Wright has been so good. For 10 years, I've watched him play football. How could you not? Seattle was on all the time. Seattle went to two Super Bowls, 1-1, and the linebackers were incredible. On top of safety, Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman, K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner. They were great players. They're all going to be in the Seattle Ring of Honor. They're all some of the greatest players to play over a decade. So if K.J. Wright's got something left in the tank, and he lines up this defense correctly, and he is going sideline to sideline making plays, the Raiders are a better defense. Going to be a lot of pressure on this defense to play well. I know one thing, I've been building them up all offseason because I know the rotation. I believe in the rotation because the Raiders don't have Aaron Donald. They don't have a player like Warren Sapp in their prime at the defensive tackle position. So, of course, you have to bring in a layered effect and multiple fresh legs to play if this is going to work. Solomon Thomas, you got to make a big decision on what you're going to do with Phylon. The players in the middle who can get to the quarterback. Imagine if you're a defensive tackle on the Raiders, you're Clee Farrell, and you don't start the game on defense, and Lamar Jackson starts off, say, first and 10 at his own 30, and he crosses midfield, and all of a sudden Gus Bradley says, Clee, get in. It's third and two. We think they're going to run. And Clee Farrell comes in, Max stays in, Yannick Ngakwe's in, and Clee's there, and he stops a running back behind the line of scrimmage. Who cares that Clee Farrell didn't start the game? He might be in on that first rotation on the first six plays of the game. I don't know. You don't know. That's what Gus Bradley's going to do. So all of that happening together is going to enable the Raiders to have fresher legs and the ability to make some plays. Now the playmakers got to make some plays. That's the key to this whole thing. The playmakers have to make plays, and they have to do it quickly, and they got to get their ass off the field and give the ball back to Derek Carr. 
I really don't have any criticism or anything negative to say about the offense. As I said earlier today in Baltimore on the radio, if Josh Jacobs isn't the freshest running back in football, I don't know who could be. He didn't play. His legs need to be at 100%, and he needs to be explosive. Rest of the week, we have several guests on, including Jay Norvell, head coach of Nevada football. Nevada went up and beat Cal. He's a friend of ours. Jay was the tight ends coach for the Raiders when they went to the Super Bowl. Good friend of the show. Fred Belitnikoff is going to join us. Fred's got an event from 5 to 7 p.m. Friday night at M. He's going to do a wine signing. So you go buy a couple of bottles of wine. He'll autograph your bottle of wine. You can meet Fred Belitnikoff. Who would you rather meet more so than Fred Belitnikoff? Week one coming into that. Freddie will join us to promote it. We have Max Crosby on tomorrow along with Vic Tafer. Jim Plunkett will join us every Friday going forward. So Jim will come in, similar to Coach Flores, talk about the quarterbacks, some stories, his philosophy on how the Raiders can move the ball with Derek Carr this year. Really excited that we're doing that. And then we're going to make two announcements on brand-new partners when it comes to going to watch games in town, where I'll be, and what we'll be promoting going forward with our partnership. Right after the show, I'm leaving the facility. I'm heading to Five Iron Golf to hit some golf balls. Five Iron Golf is a proud partner of our show. They already started their league play. You can get into it by going to fiveirongolf.com slash leagues. That's fiveirongolf.com slash leagues. Tell them JT sent you, you get $100 off. It's the premier indoor golf facility in Vegas, not even close. Plus, you can drink and have food and play some of the best golf courses in the world on their incredible simulators and play with new clubs. That's why I'm going today. I'm getting gripped, and I'm ripping new clubs today over at Five Iron Golf. Thanks to Dan Ventrelli, the president of the Raiders, talking about the Clear app. Download the Clear app, please. By the time I say goodbye and Q starts next, you can have the Clear app downloaded into your phone and ready for the game on Monday night. Thanks to Tom Flores and Paul Gutierrez and Bobby for putting the show together. Have a good day, you guys.